Rabbi Horowitz, um, this is his second time, but he's already, before this time already, he's an all-time favorite, especially because he is the Rav of our dear, dear friend, right in the center. I'm sorry for embarrassing him. Um, but Baruch Hashem, um, he's a Rav of the Shul Makartayim in Los Angeles and a uh, dear friend to a number of people here. So it's a schos to be able to hear some Debrei Musar and Chizuk from Rabbi Horowitz. The, the schos and the pleasure is all mine. And uh, I feel a little bit more under pressure tonight now that there's no children coming afterwards. But Be'ez Hashem, next week you'll have double and Be'ez uh, Hashem. You know, I, I met a very choshev uh, Rosh Koylo a few weeks ago who comes around a few times a year to Los Angeles. The last time that I spoke to him was Cholomait Sukkis. And he said to me, he said, Yesh olam lifnei simchat Torah v'yesh olam achrei simchat Torah. There's a world that exists before Simchas Torah of this year. And there's a world that exists after Simcha's Torah of this year. And he said, it's a totally different world. And I was thinking that I feel a little bit the same way with this very chosh of a group of Avrechem and Balabatim and B'nai Ali in St. Louis. The last time that we met, it was Chodesh Elul of this year. And I know that we all had these very great aspirations and these dreams of the kind of an Elul and the Yom Nerayim and the year that we're all going to have. But the Emerson is, is that there's a world that was in Elul and it's a totally different world than it was right now. And everybody has watched the world spin around and see different things that are going on and everybody has different feelings and emotions and everybody's Avedis Hashem has been tweaked in different ways over the last four or five months of our lives. But everybody's holding in a different place than they were during the month of Elul, during Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Because everybody knows that life, if we thought that it was just kind of happening around us, and we thought as we were preparing for the Yomim, the Royim of this year, we realized that the world and meaning of life is something that is is a reality. And perhaps as we're coming to the month tonight, is Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh of Adar Aleph, and the famous words of Chazal, Mishenichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha, perhaps there's nothing more that our nation needs during this time in our history than the meat of Simcha, the meat of joy, of happiness. And I remember being a Bacha years ago in Eretz Yisrael when there were a lot of bus bombings that were going on Purim was around the corner, and the G'dayla Yisrael got together, and they decided, what's going to be the celebration of Purim this year? What are we going to let Klal Yisrael do? There's so much tragedy that's going on. There were so many deaths that are taking place. What's going to be? And that year, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, it goes back many years ago, the Paskin, the Suda, is going to take place, and the festivities are going to take place, but they told everybody not to make Purim shields that year. They felt that there was too much, too much of the of the pain and the emotion and the tragedy that was going on. It's not shy that the Jewish people get together and they can make their Purim spiels and make a joke out of everything. And I think everybody's probably wondering, what's going to be this year on Purim? What's going to be with the regular suda, the regular costumes, the regular freilichkeit that a person's going nuts? 
Freilich, Ari Freilicher, Shalom Aleichem, good to see you. So what's going to be this year? What is going to be this year? So I was thinking that Rav Hirsch, in his beautiful way that he deals with the Hebrew language, he writes that what is the Lushen of Simcha? What is the Lushen of Joy? And he says that you're allowed to always switch letters around that have similar meanings and similar sounds. And he says Simcha really is related to the word Tzmicha with the Tzadi, Tzamech Mem Ches, which means Tzamech, which means to grow. And the Iker Simcha that a person has in life is when they are Tzamech, when they are growing, when they are steiging, when they are connected when they are making goals and they are accomplishing those goals and they are achieving those goals, when they are going through the nisyonis of life and they don't throw in the towel, but they continue to grow and to steig and to make things better for themselves. And if there's anything that Klal Yisrael has seen about themselves in the last four months of our existence, is that we are we are people that are growing. We are people that are steiging. We have people that have taken things upon ourselves. Maybe some of you took learning programs on that you never thought that you'd be shy to do in your life because you realize it really counts and it really matters. You dive in with minyonim, you say tilim like you never said tilim before. I never have time to say tilim. Somehow you found time to say tilim every single day. You have a certain mead. I heard a Rav in Eretz Yisrael was saying that there are things that he's been trying to work on in his life for the last 20 years. The minute that October 7th Simchastar happened, all the excuses fell away and he's been growing in leaps and bounds in ways that he never has before. The nature of a Jew is when we get pressed, when we have things going on around us that are not so easy to deal with, we don't crawl into bed, pull over the covers, close the lights, and tell people, don't disturb, leave us alone. Our response is that we are tzemeich, we are tzmechim. We grow and we grow and we grow. And when a person achieves that, they reach a real level of simcha. Mishanichnes adamar bin besimcha. Perhaps the pshat is, when the month of Adar enters, marbin, we increase. Besimcha when we do it besimcha. We increase our davening when we do it besimcha. We increase our learning when we do it besimcha. We increase in our midas. We increase in our avas Hashem. We increase in our yira shemayim. We increase in our munah, in our bitochen. When we do it besimcha with simcha. Because the difference between someone that is oivir HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with joy and with happiness and with enthusiasm from a person that's just dragging their feet and they do it because they feel they have no choice, it's two different lives of Avedis Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch at this time in our history wants nothing more than to see that we should be Emes HaEvde Hashem. If you're coming to a shir on a Thursday night and now you found out there's no children and you stayed in the room, that must mean that in, in St. Louis, the Hashem, and the people that are growing in their avodah. And I imagine that every single person that's sitting in this room over the last several months has taken at least one thing upon themselves that maybe you never thought in your life you'd be able to accomplish and able to do. 
but with the concerted efforts and the hard work and the growing. You know, you look at you go, you plant a tree, and you come back after a week. You're not going to see much growth. You come back after two months, maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you're going to see a little sprout on top of the grass. Come back after another week, you'll see nothing. Come back after six months, after a year, after two years, you'll see that the tree is growing and growing and growing. Our growth sometimes is undetectable. You cannot even see it. But under the surface, it's always going on. It's always growing. And then when you get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, you begin to blossom, you begin to flourish, you begin to steig in that way that is something that is such a nachas ruach to the Rebbeinu Shailam, that not only are you going to be happy, but HaKadosh Baruch will be happy with you. Mishinichnas Adar, when the month of Adar, we have two months this, this year, Baruch Hashem, to increase, Marbin, we increase besimcha. All of our increasing in all areas of what is Hashem will be most successful when it's done besimcha when it's done with joy. I want to share a story with you. This one you won't find on taranytime.com. It's it's nowhere. This is this one is hot off the press because I heard it from my sister-in-law who heard it from the mother of the soldier herself. There's a very chash of a mishpach in Eretz Yisrael. The father and the grandfather of this family were very close confidants to the stipler going, Zatzal. They were very close, like right-hand men of, of, of the stipler. And you imagine a, such a mishpacha like this, B'nai Brak, They have a son, a grandson, who unfortunately took a turn off the derech of Yiddishkeit. And one of the things that he's done over the years is that he found his way into the IDF. And anyone that's in the IDF these days, you understand, is fighting in Gaza. And this young man, I think his name is Eli, is fighting out there in Gaza, and they came to a certain place, and they took care of a lot of terrorists, and it was late at night, and they were exhausted. They'd been fighting all day long. And there was a house, an empty house, so they thought that it was an empty house. And the soldiers go in with their guns and they begin shooting and they're screaming and they're yelling to make sure that no one's there. They clear out the bottom, they clear out the top. And lo and behold, the house is an empty house. It's nighttime, they're exhausted, they've been fighting all day long. They just want to lay down their weary bones for a while and take a rest. And some of the soldiers go downstairs and some of them go upstairs. And the soldiers downstairs... Some of them are from, and they look around and they realize, you know what? It's nighttime. We're busy fighting all day long. We didn't have time to daven mincha. Let's daven marv right now. He counts around. He says, nine people here. We need a tent. We need a tenth man. So one of the guys says, I'll go upstairs. I'll see if I can get a tenth person. So he goes upstairs, and the soldiers upstairs, they're already out. They're lying on the ground. They're sleeping. And he says, I need one more for a minion. One more for a minion. We're downstairs. We can finally dive into Hashem. Thank him for all the nisim that he made for us. Today. Please, can one more come downstairs? So this kid, Eli, from the very Choshiva, illustrious family, who's no longer really so from, he sees that nobody's raising their hand, and he says, fine, I'll come. He pulls himself up with his pack, and he comes down the stairs, and he says to the minion that's waiting for him, he says, just one minute, I just have to use the restroom. 
Halachan, Shulchan Arach. Person can't say brachas, they can't daven if they have to go to the restroom. So hold on one second, I have to go to the restroom. He goes into the bathroom, he closes the door behind him. 30 seconds, one minute, two minutes, he's in there, not coming out. The soldiers start getting nervous. You're there in, in Gaza, you're on, you're on edge. Everything that looks off, you start getting nervous. So they start knocking on the door. Ellie! No answer. Three minutes. Ellie, Ellie, Makara, Makara, what happened? No answer. Finally, they knock again and they hear it from the behind the door. Mm, mm, mm. Ellie, Ellie, Makara, mm, mm. and they hear that he's trying to say something. So the soldiers, they get banging, they break down the door. They go inside and they see that the toilet in that bathroom was the opening to a tunnel. There were terrorists that were waiting at the opening of the tunnel, waiting for these soldiers to lay down. They're going to come and kill everybody. Ellie goes into the restroom. They're trying to grab him and pull him into the tunnel so that he'll be quiet so they can dispose of him so that they won't blow their cover. The soldiers come in. They take care of the terrorists. They kill them all. And the whole battalion, everybody that is there, is safe. All because you have a boy. Not so close to Yiddishkeit right now. Not a guy that's steiging, not a guy that's growing. But they needed a tenth man for the minion. And he says, why not? I'll pull myself up. I'll go down the stairs. I'll daven with the minion. We'll daven to HaKadosh Baruch We'll thank him for all the miracles. And HaKadosh Baruch made even a greater and a bigger miracle for him as a result of what he did. The icker thing that HaKadosh Baruch wants from all of us is to see that no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter where a person is holding in life, no matter you're the biggest Taman Chacham in the world, or you're just getting your feet wet and you're getting started, what Hashem wants to know is, are you a person that is growing? Are you like a tree? Are you like a tzimeach? Are you something that you can plant in the ground and you're going to expand and you're going to grow and you're going to go up? And if a person is a, is a tzimeach, then there'll be a basimcha as well. And when someone is besimcha, there's nothing that will be able to stand in their way. Whatever you want to accomplish, whether it's waking up in the morning for shachris, whether it's learning with that shear, whether it's making sure the cholan doesn't burn next week, whatever it's going to be, when a person is besimcha, marbin, you'll increase in all those different beautiful areas of your life. It's really an honor to see a room filled with people that are growing individuals, that are steiging individuals. I can see how, what a, what a vast array of Klal Yisrael is sitting under one roof. That itself is a very chash of a thing. You should continue to be matzliach in everything that you do. May the Rebbein Sha'ilam pay you many, many times over for all of the growth that you have as you are besimcha and you have a nachas from yourself. May HaKadosh Baruch have a lot of nachas from you. And in Yitz Hashem, we should be zeichi to meet together, not via Zoom, one day in Yitz Hashem in person, with the Bias Goyal Tzedek, with the Binyan Bayash Lishi, Bimheira Viyameinu. Yeah. 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 Yeah.